Moncrief on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Now, you just heard uh, Moncrief singing. He's uh, sitting up on the stage uh, with you? me now. Uh, how are you? Nice to meet you. Uh, it is nice to meet you. I'm not going to call you Moncrief for the obvious reason that it would be weird. You can just call me son. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> that would be weird too, honestly. Uh, for legal reasons as well as any others. <laughs> the, um, so explain yourself. Uh, well, um, I, um, I'm the forgotten child of a, of a famous radio presenter <laughs> in Ireland. Um, and so really... it was tough growing up, but um, it was, yeah. I used music to kind of express myself and work through that trauma. And um, it's nice to be here. Jesus, join a long queue of yeah, my children yeah, yeah. saying they're the forgotten child. The, actually, the, but the actual story is, is slightly more interesting in that uh, you, you were singing one night and uh, you met some swingers. <laughs> yeah, that's basically, that's the long and the short of it. Yes. Um, yeah, I, uh, I moved to London when I was, when I think, I was, like, just after I was studying law in college in Cork, and I got into music, and I decided to jump ship um, and pursue music in London, which was an amazing career, a very smart career move at the time. Um, and I, moved, I went there not knowing anybody, and um, I... I had no idea what I was doing. And I just asked, like, I was doing studying this music course for, like, one year. And they said, oh, go to some open mics. I had no idea what an open mic is. Anyway, I went to this open mic, put my name down, didn't get called up, tapped your man on the shoulder, still didn't get called up. Brought me, finally got on, and I sang a song um, that I'd written for, um, for my brother and my sister who'd passed away. And uh, I performed it to the best of my ability, uh, and it seemed to go down pretty well. And a guy approached me like a normal kind of um, punter, kind of mm. suit fella, early 30s, came up to me and he said, mate, like, well done, let, let me get you a drink. And I was like, I was 18, I'm not going to turn down a free beer, like, you know. <laughs> and I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, <clears throat> I had a beer with him, sat down with, what I, with his partner, who um, I wasn't quite sure what was going on, to be honest, because she had, she had a few drinks in her, and she was giving me the kind of like... Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, okay, what's, is this London? Is this what the crack is here? <laughs> and um, I ended up chatting to him, and he ended up kind of saying some words to me that um, I'm going to sound like a nut here, but... Has anybody ever had a scenario in your life where somebody said something to you without them knowing, but they were the exact words that you needed to hear at a time, at that time? And it felt like the kind of the world was kind of speaking to me because I was going to leave London. I was hating it. And um, he said that that he'd uh, been through a similar situation and to keep going because you don't know, you don't feel like you're in the right place, but you are. And essentially, and that was really, really nice to hear. And then the conversation came up about how are you getting home? <laughs> <laughs> and I said, I don't know. This is like, I, I didn't have an iPhone. I I'd had no money. I had no idea. How I, got, I printed out directions to get to the place. And um, I said, oh, yeah, I'll get the bus, I'd say. And she was like, no. 
<laughs> no, you'll stay with us. And I said, no, no, I can't do that. <laughs> um, and so we went back and forth. And he, gave me, he ended up giving me 20 quid for a taxi. And I did the Mrs. Doyle kind of thing where you kind of give it back. And then he gives it back to you. And you give it back to him. And he gives it back to you. And I eventually took it on the, on the, on the ninth round. And um, we kept chatting, got each other's details. And then he's like, listen, you're not going to get home on that. You're like, here's another tenner. And I was like, she was still looking at me at this point. And uh, I said, no, I can't. I took enough from me. I'm not going to take another tenner. And he's like, okay, fine. Let it, went out the door, said goodbye to him, gave a prolonged hug to his missus, and um, said goodbye. And he's like, don't forget to finish your beer. And I was a bit confused because we'd finished our beer. Like, you're an Irish person. You know when your beer is done. Like, you know? And um, I walked back in. He had the, the tenner tucked in the neck of the bottle, mm-hmm. which is a really nice touch. You know? And I ran out trying to give it back to him, but they'd already gone. And it was the first time I was standing outside this place in London when the rain was coming down. I was standing there with a smile on my face and I was like, this is a good place to be. And that guy's name was William Scott Moncrief. So I took that name. Yeah. Yeah. Was it it's your- all lies. I'm, yeah. a, I'm his son. Yeah. <laughs> Don't was believe it- anything else, yeah. lads. Spread the word. Don't let him deny it any longer. Uh, it is all lies. Uh, there was something <laughs> uniquely sexy about the name he was attracted to, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're my zaddy. Yeah. That means you're my zone. <laughs> Whatever that means. Oh, God. You did mention it in passing, though, and I assume this, this, this chap you met in London had a similar experience of, of losing siblings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he did. Uh, and was it your it was cystic fibrosis in, in, in your case, in the yeah. case of your brother and sister? In his case, did he say what it was? Uh, no. Yeah. No. Yeah. It was just. It was more just the words like that. I mean, like I said, it's going to be. It's 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 hard to kind of put that kind of thing into words. Sometimes, no matter what you believe in, or there's things that you find very difficult to explain, and feelings that you find dif- very difficult to explain, and that was that symbolised that. And I liked his name, so that was it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. Is that and in, in and have you found that is up? That- I suppose, I know you're a talented musician, it's part of the reason, but also to, to kind of express things that are hard to say in words, especially like that level of grief you experience as a, as a young man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm, I think I'm lucky uh, in a way that I, um, I found music as, as a vessel to, to express emotions that were threatening to kind of overwhelm me as a young guy, you know, mm. because... Any, anyone here who has, has a son growing up in Ireland, there doesn't seem to be that much of a culture to, to, to really express yourself openly and, and verbally. And so music was that, was that vessel that, that I've used and, and I continue to use. And I've kind of found a place where I'm happy that I can share my story that can help everybody, anyone else who's going through stuff, you know. Mm. Has it helped you? Yeah, majorly, 100%. I mean, I, I, I definitely, it's, that's my mechanism to kind of make sense of everything that's going around, on around me emotionally, you know. Mm. That's, yeah, that's kind of how I, how I pick apart things that are going on yeah. in my head, yeah. yeah. But you didn't stay in London, you live in Berlin now, is that the case? I do, yeah, for my sins. Um, I moved there back in February because um, I, I started working with a label out there. And, but... And it's an amazing place. I love it there, but it's, I've been traveling so much that I haven't had the, had the chance to really enjoy it. But I, uh, 
I moved into this new place. It's very difficult to find a flat in Berlin. Right? And I moved into this new place in July. I just had to find somewhere last minute. And he showed me around this place. And um, very weird. <laughs> there was a, the bathroom, the toilet is situated in the middle of the room. Right? <laughs> not, not connected to anything, right? And then you go in, and I looked in there. I was like, that's fine. We can, that's, every house is one weird, kooky thing, you know? And then I walked into the kitchen and I noticed that the shower is right beside the cooker. <laughs> um, so you can cook your eggs yeah. and have a wash, yeah. uh, which is strange. And that was fine. And then I was kind of looking around a bit more and everything, living room seemed fine, bedroom seemed fine. Um, but I didn't notice any radiators, and, uh, which was a bit strange. And I asked, like, so what's, this? what's the crack with the heating? How do I turn it on? And he points to this ma- <laughs> he points to this huge, what looks like a tiled oven in the living room. And he says, put some logs in that and it'll warm up the whole house. And I was so desperate for a place. I was like, it's July, it's 25 degrees out there at the moment. It'll be grand. And now it's December. And that log thing doesn't work, lads. <laughs> it doesn't. Yeah. So, I mean, you're doing very well in Germany. You're doing yeah. very well uh, around Europe. And it's funny because we were talking about this yesterday in uh, the office, and we have a big open plan office. And uh, one of the team was saying, God, he's very popular in Germany. And about three other people went, just like Johnny Logan. <laughs> do you, do you ever, does that ever happen? People go, do you know Johnny Logan? I have no idea who Johnny Logan is. Oh. <laughs> well, he's no son of mine, I can tell you. <laughs> Don't believe it, lads. Don't believe it. <laughs> Chris, it was absolutely uh, adorable to meet you, and thank you so much for doing thank so. Thank you so much. Moncrief, everybody. Thank we'll you. get here for him. Moncrief. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Weekdays at 2pm. On News Talk.